Welcome to the podcast. Pilates for PTs, from business to clinical. Hi, y'all. My name is Stephen Dunn. I co-own Core Therapy and Pilates in Austin, Texas, and I'm the founder of Pilates for PTs. I've been a physical therapist for over 20 years, and I've been teaching Pilates and Gyrotonic in my physical therapy practice for the last 15 years. In this podcast, I interview experts from all over the world so that you can learn more on how to grow your business or how to improve your clinical skills as a Pilates instructor in the physical therapy world. Thanks for listening. All right. Hey, guys. What's up? Welcome. Welcome. It's uh, Wednesday afternoon. It's uh, Stephen and Cheryl Dunn here. We're in our backyard. Uh, it's actually a time of year in Austin where we can sit in the backyard without sweating. Um, at least it's not, not, not too much. Not yet. Not uh, a couple more hours. <laughs> it's, it, it's coming, though. It's coming. Um, but today I wanted to go live and I wanted to introduce uh, Cheryl to the group and, and, and basically talk a little bit about kind of how we run our business as a husband and wife. Um, I know a lot of the folks out of the six people that went through our training, our online marketing program, uh, three or four of them were a husband and wife team or a spouse team. Um, so it was a scenario where everyone kind of was, had different breakdowns of what they did and how they broke, um, you know, their, 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 we'll say their duties in the business. So what I want to do is I want to introduce Cheryl and have her tell a little bit of her story of kind of what got her into this field and, what led to everything that we've built over these last um, many, many years now. Um, and so first of all, I want to just tell a little bit about what introduced her in a way of everyone else I've interviewed on here. I didn't really know much about them until we had this conversation. So I didn't know how to introduce most of them. I let them introduce themselves because it was the first time I'd met them most, mostly. Uh, so here I know Cheryl very well. <laughs> um, so Cheryl's a, a Pilates teacher, um, has been trained in Pilates since uh, like 2001. Um, and she's been a gyrotonic teacher since like 2004, three, three, 2003 or four, um, and became a, a gyrotonic master trainer uh, several years ago. I'm not exactly sure when. Um, and, and that's 2013, been two, 2013. Okay. So that's been her path on the, um, on her education to, to teach what she does. Um, and that's what I want to now say, kind of let her tell her story about that. And then we're going to go into some discussions about business. So with that, Cheryl, go for it. Tell us a little bit about your journey. I feel like you kind of said a lot. (laughs) I um, usually do. (laughs) Um, I have kind of always been into exercise and enjoyed it. I was a gymnast when I was younger. Um, I started doing Pilates as a student and then Stephen got the opportunity to go through a Pilates training and I kind of was like, oh, no, 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 no. You're not going through a training unless I get to go through the training. So we went through our Pilates training together. Um, We got married shortly after that and moved to Sonoma and um, I got so lucky. I stumbled into Madeline Black's Pilates studio and she had gyrotonic there. And at the time, Kelly Fine was starting a gyrotonic teacher training. And I was like, okay, What's I'm, up, Sean? I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I might as well um, do it, right? So I went through that training and really fell in love with that system. And then I'm originally from Texas. And so I kind of always been trying to get in back here. We were in California at the time. So I was like, let's, you know. She won. <laughs> I won. We, we moved back to Texas. <laughs> so we got here. We opened up our own place. And um, 
with physical therapy and Pilates and gyrotonic. And as the thing it, it evolved and got bigger, I really needed more teachers and I needed um, good teachers. So, and I, you know, I really wanted to um, put some more effort into that. So that's when I started my Pilates teacher training program and I went on the journey to become a gyrotonic master trainer so that I could start to feed the market and get people trained. So I didn't have to wait for trainers to show up. I could just start training them and train them how I wanted them to be teaching. So um, I do a lot of that now, a lot of the teacher trainings and the continuing education. And I really enjoy it because I feel like we always need trainers. We're always looking for more people and um, always no better way than just do it yourself because there's not many master trainers around here in gyrotonic and there's not really very many Pilates teacher training programs in Austin. There's only a couple. Um, <clears throat> so here we are. Yep. And, and we've then, been open here for 13 years now in Austin, which is kind of hard to believe that it's been th that many years and that we're still doing basically what we learned a long, long time ago. We've just continued to get better and better and better at it. Yeah. So now we quit taking health insurance a couple of years ago. And so then we went on this big journey of marketing and getting it out there and how to do it and how's the best way to find your client. And so that's how this website came about or this Facebook group yeah. really. And yeah. So. And, and when we went to a situation where people weren't just calling and, and us taking their insurance and we didn't really have to do anything to get them in the door, then I just had to be good and help them. And, and once they came in the door through their insurance, you know, that was easy. So it was easy to grow a business with taking insurance and it was easy to move people over to see Cheryl whenever their insurance cut them off. So it was always like bad cop insurance. Uh, they cut you off. Now you can move over and work with the girls and do some training and continue building. And then when I stepped away from insurance, it was kind of like, all right, no one's calling. If they call, they just ask about insurance. So I had to learn how to answer the question of, no, I don't take your insurance with a scenario of, no, I don't take your insurance, but can you tell me more about what's going on with you? And opened a conversation with people and started to talk to them and started to listen to them and started to what we call nurture them. And then it changed the game. So now we've run our business from a standpoint of whether it's our physical therapy business or a Pilates business and gyrotonic personal training business, or whether it's the teacher training business, or now this marketing business, it's it's all the, the all same. All the same. And and whether or not it's a personal trainer, or you know, you're a dentist, or whether you're a doctor who's looking to step away from insurance and have some kind of some kind of cash upsell. There's all kind of hey Alexis, good to see you. Thanks for joining. Um, you can apply this information to so many different things. Um, and so with that said. I want to talk a little bit about how we run our current, our business has been open for 13 years because we've had other businesses that have grown out of that original business. So with that said, Cheryl has a marketing degree from uh, LSU <laughs> from back in the day. I won't say how long. And uh, it's really funny because she does none of the marketing and yeah. I do all of the marketing. <laughs> But I will say this, marketing from when she learned it has, has changed rapidly. Dra that, you know, it, it would be like, totally we irrelevant. We didn't have cell phones when I learned marketing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so we didn't have these things in our hand. That changes the game. So with that said, um, I want to talk a little bit about how our roles have kind of delineated over the years in our business. Um, when we ran our business taking insurance, we were just chasing our tail. You know, we both kind of so did. So busy. We both did a little bit of everything and just chased our tail and didn't really have too much refined um 
task other than Cheryl did the payroll. And what ended up happening over the last two and a half years now, excuse me, I have settled into doing all of the marketing. Um, and that's from a standpoint of building the systems, writing the emails, um, doing the videos, making the free reports for the lead magnets, you know, doing all those things. I do all of that. Um, I get my staff involved with the videos and with the blogs and some of the, in- the information, the content that we're putting out. But pretty much everything of that is coming from me. Um, and it's stuff I've learned from very specific stuff I've learned. And not only have I learned it, I've just taken action and done it. Now, what Cheryl does, I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about what she does because I really don't know. It's paying people. Uh, she's a little more involved with the hiring, the HR stuff. <laughs> so, so Cheryl, tell, tell them what you do in the business and, well, and how a, difference, it's a big difference from what I do. On a weekly basis, I do payroll. One week, I do our independent contractors, and the next week, I do our employees. I do hire out a, um, I hire out the employee payroll so that I just, there's some things that I feel like other people do it better than I do, and I just want to make sure that it's done properly when it comes to anything dealing with the IRS. So I have a bookkeeper, I have an accountant, and I hire a service to do the employee payroll. I do all the independent contractor payroll. It's much easier in that aspect. It can get time consuming, but, um, you know, not too bad. I, um, I do that. I pay all the bills. I, um, try and get onto that every week that I look and see, okay, what's due, what's coming in, what's going out, that kind of stuff and get that handled. Um, I manage any new hires or fires. So I manage the HR part of that, like the paperwork that needs to be handled, you know, what information I need to get from them, what needs to go to the payroll service and how that needs to be handled. I do that. Um, I manage all my trainings. So that schedule as far as making sure that they're on the book and that the schedules are handled. I manage the staff schedules. Um, to see where we need to fill holes in, like looking at where we've got coverage and where we don't have coverage and how we can change that and fill it. Um, gosh, what else do I do? Well, I'll say something we do together. We run a team meeting every week yeah. from uh, one to two on Monday and it's with the whole entire staff. And then we run a second team meeting with just the administrative staff from two to three, or we'll say two to two forty-five. And what we do with the whole team is we get together and, and we talk about whatever needs to improve, whether it's systems or whether it's the way we're communicating with our client or it's the way it's whether we just sit down and start writing thank you notes to our clients for, for being our clients. You know, some of our meetings are that. And what our meetings of late have turned into is we've started running a Facebook Live the last 10 minutes of the meeting. And in that last 10 minutes, we showcase each one of our trainers and they get a chance to teach 10 minutes. Um, and we've had three, I guess four of those now. Um, and they love it. And, and, and I mean, it feels like they love it. They, I, I they're totally eager think, to do it. Yeah. And Alexis is on here. Alexis, what do you think? Do you like do, it? Do you like, do you like <laughs> it? I mean, Alexis has taught one of them. It's and, great as uh, a co-teacher in the environment because we always see these other teachers teaching, but sometimes we don't have the time to sit down and actually take a whole hour class with them. But we, we're already there for that staff meeting. So to get to take 10 minutes from somebody else that you respect as a teacher is so nurturing and we like that. And that's another thing I feel like we do in our staff meetings is we try and take the opportunity to um, nurture the staff 
because we're teaching all this nurturing to our clients, but we want our staff to have that same feeling because it's super important. If they don't feel like we care or that this is a team versus a, you know, a dictatorship, then it's not a fun place to work. And they've got to enjoy coming there every day because they spend a lot of time there. And if they aren't enjoying it, trust me that when they see that client, they're not giving them a hundred percent. But if they're happy to be there, then when they see that client, that client feels it and sees it. And then they give more when they're teaching. And that's, that's what I feel like we, we work hard on is that the feeling we have that people get when they're there. The experience, the, the customer experience. experience. That, every, that the <clears throat> client feels it when they come in the door, but the staff feels it when they're there, that it's a happy place to be. Correct. Because it can easily, you know. And there's a lot of yeah. thought and effort that goes into every step of the patient experience for that to happen, whether they're a new client coming through the door through our marketing or whether they've been around for 10, 10 or 12 years. Um and I'll give an example of that. Uh, I had a client, I sent out an email the other day, uh, yesterday with our 13th, 13th anniversary, uh, just saying we've been open for 13 years and that, you know, if anyone who's been emailing me in recently in the last few months, I had a super duper deal for them. And they had to just email me and ask for the super duper deal. And so I got like 10 emails over the last 24 hours where people are saying, oh, I don't know if I've emailed you in the last two months. So I don't, and I also said, if you, even if you haven't emailed me in the last two months, maybe you should go ahead and hit reply because I'll give you a good deal and then you'll be in the loop for the better deal next time. And so I got 10 responses to an email that went out where normally I get maybe one. <laughs> um, I know people are watching my emails, but they're not necessarily engaging with them. But by basically giving them a very direct thing, and it's someone that I've known for years, this woman that's been coming in for years, she replied saying, I don't think I've emailed you in a while, but guess what I did? I gave her my price from 2005 to come see me whenever she wants, the next time she wants to come see me. So instead of paying 210 bucks for an hour, she's going to be paying 90 bucks for an hour. So, and she was all over that, so excited, and is going to wait till she comes back from a big two-week trip to Japan or China or somewhere to, to use it. So, it's one of those things where it's not just getting a customer, it's once you have a customer, how do you retain them, and how do you keep them around, and how do you create a culture that they want to come be a part of, and they want to tell their friends and family to come be a part of. So, I, I know that's a big, uh, a big, big piece of it. So, um, but if we didn't have the, create this culture for our team, and for our clients, it wouldn't be the same place. We wouldn't have clients that have been around for 10 or 12 years. So, and not, trust me, not everyone stays around that long. Uh, but we've had a few and it's a very interesting thing. So, um, now something else I think Cheryl does, I wanted to, uh, talk about is a little bit of the metrics. Um, because I spend the money like on Facebook <laughs> and Google and marketing, you know, I, I on, infusion right. soft to send out the emails and, you know, I, I'm the one that sets all that up, but, but Cheryl's the one that gets all those bills. And so Cheryl keeps track of the of metrics in a way that we can say, okay, we spent this much on this and this much on that. So can you give us a little bit of information on that? Because I'm, I'm kind of confused on this part too. I kind of look at the numbers of, okay, this is what we spent on Facebook. And then how many opt-ins did we really get? And make sure that those correlate, right? I don't want to be spending a lot of money and not getting anything in return. So I kind of always keep my eye on that. I keep it on Google AdWords to see what's going on there so that um, to see that the money we're spending on advertising is paying off, right? That, it, that my advertising budget isn't way over the return on that investment. So I look at those numbers. Um, I look at staff numbers like, you know, okay, this, this staff member 
sees a lot of people, the staff member, not so much. Is it because they're not offering hours or is it because, you know, there's, a, there's another need to fill their schedule? Like how, you know, what's going on? What can we do to keep their schedules full? Because, um, they're all really good, you, you know? So sometimes it's just that there's not availability or sometimes it's just that they teach one modality. Um, and that's harder sometimes, but, um, or then I try and find, okay, if they're a little bit slower, what is a unique selling point for this staff member that our clients would appreciate that they just don't know about? So then we try and highlight that with our clients so that, oh, okay, well, I didn't know that she had this or he had that kind of thing. And so we have to do that sometimes to kind of get their schedules fuller. Although I feel like everybody's so full right now. But, yeah, um, the, the schedule is doing good right now. Again, it's like, We've got a good team, and when everyone's there and, and firing on all cylinders, everything's really, really super positive right now. Uh, the mornings are slammed, what we call the mom hours, because our clinic is, you know, our studio is basically geared to the, the mom who is a stay-home mom, and, you know, her availability is from that, like, 9 to 2 range when her kid is uh, kids are in school, and but it's only when she's not volunteering and not doing playing tennis and you know she's got a busy life even though her kid she's a stay-at-home mom she's super busy um but that's our market so if you come into our place from nine to two it's pretty slammed but when you come in from two to five two to six that's when i'm there with my clients quieter. and it's a little more quiet and it's a little different story so it's one of those scenarios where our market because of where we are and this is why it's so important to know who your ideal client is like we know who our yeah you can swipe that off we know who our Sorry. ideal client is very well and so because of that, we, we target and market to them. And if you don't know who your ideal client is based on your location and based on who's around you, you know, we'd been around for 11 years, you know, 10 and a half years before we made the decision. Like when we were defining our ideal client, we had 11 years, 10 and a half years of data to, to show us who our ideal client was, not just who we wanted to serve. So we kind of opened up and our ideal client has chosen us over the last 11 years and defined who they are based on who stuck around. So we look at who stuck around, who's gone through the whole plan. And so there's a lot of um, what we call reverse engineering and when it comes to marketing and business. Um, and we didn't really do that. We didn't set out to who we wanted to serve, but we named our business Core Therapy and Pilates. And guess what? We created a back pain, neck pain specialty place. So we created a place without really setting it out and our intentions at that point, but now we're there. But if I were to be starting over from scratch, I would really reverse engineer it and put out what I wanted to end with and then go back and figure out how to get to that point um, where we did a little different. But again, everyone, we let me back up. We have a two-and-a-half-year-old new business, even though we've been open for 13 years here, because we changed our model so dramatically two years ago that we had to relearn how to, like we had to learn how to do everything. And again, when we learned how to market our business and open our business 13 years ago, there was no Facebook. There was no, maybe there was YouTube. I, I don't think there was. Um, yeah. I didn't have a. I, I didn't do marketing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's kind of some of the things that, that we delineate and separate in our business. Um, and then we talk a lot, you know, we use those meetings to get together and, and set up a plan of what, what all's going on. We look at numbers, we look at things. Um, I remember Tim commented in one of the uh, videos about how 
he was in the, at our studio during one of our meetings and he was amazed by all the details of, of the metrics we were going over. And it was like, how many people have opted in? How many oh, people right. have we called? How many people do we get in touch with? How right. many people actually came in the door once we got in touch with them? How many people signed up for a plan of care? How many people completed the plan of care? And again, that's kind of the data we're looking at. And, yeah. and you know, the last three months we've been training a new person. So that data hasn't been looked at as closely. And now we're training another new person that's going to allow our team to like be complete. Um, so in another few months, we're going to be in a lot better place with analyzing that data and moving on that data. But we look at like how many clients came in over the week and how much money came in and how that correlates to be able to make future projections on and goals, you know, like I want to make this amount of money every week. Right. And so I need this amount of people to come in the door to make that happen. Um, and that that goal is always increasing because you put it out there that you want to make that goal and guess what? It happens. And then you're like, okay, well I need a new goal because that, that happened. Right. So, um, it's good. And think about this. If you're a new studio, sorry. all right, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> if you're about to, calling. if you're about to open a studio, um, what you need to consider when it comes to like looking at rent and things like that is. What is my, what is it going to cost me to cover everything? Right. So my rent is this, my marketing is this, my internet is this, my phone is this, what, what, whatever, all, all those electricity, equipment, all that stuff. And then you have to be able to figure out going backwards by reverse engineering it. How many people do I need to see this what week? What do I need to charge yeah. if you're new? Yeah. You know? What do I charge to, 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 to if make I, that happen? And, and I need, if I need to see 20 people at this rate versus do I need to see 15 people at this rate? Um, or, you know, and we'll only have three people. What do I, what do I need to do to get those people to get up to 15 people? Um, but again, by reverse engineering, you get a much better understanding. So Cheryl knows every week, it's like, if we hit this, we pay the bills, everything's good. We, we've got a little money to go eat some dinner. If we don't hit those, hit that number that week, it's a, it's a little bit of a rougher week, you know? And the reality is, is since we made a change in our front desk, um, we've had great, it's been a great quarter. The first month of the first, of this first quarter in January was rough because it was a hiring and I mean, it was a training period, but boy, month two, three, and now month four of our new hire. And we're very, very, very pleased with where things are going and where the numbers are at. So we know that all of our marketing and all of our stuff is, is working. But again, for us, it's not always about getting a new client. Sometimes it's about tapping into those clients that came in a year ago or two years ago or six years ago. And then all of a sudden there's a new tweak and a new injury. And now they're coming in in a totally different capacity. If it's been over two and a half years when we were taking insurance and they come in and all of a sudden we take them through our program that's very structured. A couple visits with me, three, four, five visits with me. Some visits with Cheryl's team, moving into class, and we lay all that out. We market that the uh, the clients and that the potential leads in that way, and then once they're in our system, we make sure to keep them in our system and keep retaining them. Again, some people come and go; they do, but I get so many people. I mean, I'm amazed by this email I just sent out. People like someone just replied, "Hey, it's been like six years since we met. You helped me so much. Then I've been watching your videos. I'd like to come in." So I know it's working. And every time I sit down and do a live video, every time I sit down and do some Facebook uh, video for the business, I'm like, has anyone even watching? And then I hear it. I don't always hear it online. I don't see it online, but I hear it when they come in the studio. I hear it when they email me. 
and I see it when my schedule's full. So that's the most important thing. I just got a message from Marshall saying, hey man, can you open up this hour on Friday? Someone wants to get in. I've already got eight people on Friday, but I got a ninth one that wants to get in. So am I going to open up my schedule? Probably so, um, because I've also learned to take the work when you got it. Um, so those are some uh, some some tangents on that. Uh, Cheryl, oh, there's a big B. Um, what else? What else would you say? Is there anything else you can think of from a business standpoint that that you do that um, that any you know Pilates personal training gyrotonic studio would have to be doing on a, a weekly basis? Hmm. Or monthly basis or quarterly basis? I think we've talked about it a lot. Uh, keep educating yourself. Ah, there we go. Keep educating yourself. Take care of yourself. It's a long road. It's about the process. Enjoy it. There's no, uh, oh, good, I'm done. No. <laughs> I feel like, when I mean, I, that's how our lives run. You know, something gets up and going, and um, you're like, ooh, well, maybe I can break. Well, really, probably not. <laughs> So enjoy the process because it's here. For sure. For mm-hmm. sure. And, um, and again, for me and what I do in the business, um, I've really learned to enjoy the steps that I do and the things that I have to do for the business to keep, keep the marketing going. Um, at first, I was a little reluctant and hesitant, but now I really look forward to it and enjoy it because what I've learned is all I'm doing is serving people. And I'm, I'm coming from a place of abundance. I'm not coming from a place of scarcity. And that's my mindset. And that's how I run my business and live my life. So by coming from a place of abundance and coming from this place of I'm here to serve you, I'm not here to sell you a damn thing. And if I serve you and you see the value in what I do, then guess what? There might be a chance for us to do business. And that's fine. Um, but that's not necessarily what it's all about. Um, because if you set out to sell to people and to only like sell to them, they feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, they feel it. Uh, people are hesitant to come in sometimes to do our little free discovery sessions because they think it's going to be a hard sell. And it's really not a hard sell. I go through it and it's really for me to rule them in or rule them out because they're not someone that I think is going to respond to my plan and the two months that we're going to lay out, three months that we're going to lay out for them. I don't really want them to come in and, and, and not get better and judge it. If, you know, if I know they're going to need 20 visits with me, it's going to be very expensive. I just send them down the street where they take their insurance. Um, and then I tell them when their insurance is over, then they can come see me or then they can come see my trainers or maybe they can go see their chiropractor for a few visits. And while they're seeing their chiropractor come in and do the training, the Pilates and gyrotonic training with my trainers right after that. So again, we offer just so many different options that it's not about selling them anything. It's just like saying, Hey, we know this shit works. We know it helps people. It's helped us in our own lives. It's helped us grow a business with this mindset. So that's kind of where we're at with everything we do now. So serve, sell, and a way of serving, not in a way of, of, of closing. Um, and those are some very powerful things that, that drive the way I think the whole time we run our business, whether it's a team meeting, whether it's me doing a blog or whatever. I think the only other thing that I'd like to add is uh, I try and be creative with um, the staff, like change it up for staff and clients. Like a couple of weeks ago, I wanted to break the cycle that the clients know, oh, I come in, I go straight to my trainer or, oh, I do this. You know, I wanted to break the monotony of that. And so I gave every staff member a budget and I said, okay, this is your quarterly budget and you can choose to spend it however you want. And that budget is to give away, like give. So I have this amount of money and with that amount of money, I want to give, I want to 
thankful, you know, give something to let this person know I appreciate them. So I might say, hey, guess what? Today's session is on me, right? So it gives the my staff the power to give discounts or free sessions to clients they want to be thankful for. And that shakes it up a little bit. The client is like, what? They have no idea that, wow, we could actually like have a free class today, you know? And it's, and then they got that from the staff member, not from not me. Not from me or Cheryl. You know? And so it's nice to kind of give that power to your staff. It is from us in the long run. Yeah, it is from us in the long chose. run, but it's not. They chose and they know they who get needs to choose. The help. And, and, you know, it's just, um, and I, so I try and do things like that. Break it up a little bit for the staff and for the clients. Um, also in the meetings, um, sometimes I just ask random questions. Everybody go around and tell me what your passion is, right? Or everybody say what you're thankful for inside the studio or you're thankful for outside of the studio, you know, just things to get people thinking in that mindset of serving, not only serving so everybody Tim, who comes doing, in the door, but also serving, um, each other because we're a team. And so, and, and if you become that team inside those walls, then you don't get, you want to help. Oh, she didn't have time to clean up her stuff. So I'm going to go clean it up for her because I have time. Instead right? of getting that frustrated. Kind of stuff. So it, it's, it's a nice group in that way that everybody is there to support each other. And we've created a system for when clients come in and they see me for three or four visits, five visits, and then I move them over to see the trainers. There's a um, chart, excuse me, that is written down in the chart what their goals are. And these goals are like, their internal goals that really mean something to them. There, it's not just like to get out of back pain. It's like, yeah, it's I. I want to be able to lift my kids. I want to be able to sit in the bleachers to watch my son play football. Um, you know, I want to be able to sleep through the night. It's just there's so many. It's so much deeper than that. And my trainers know these goals. And then when my trainers go and watch out, Dudley, when my when my trainers go and start seeing them, they walk up to the client and say, "Okay, how are you sleeping through the night?" How how is the getting back to playing tennis? And they know that if they're seeing them from seeing me, there's been progress. But instead of them coming in and saying, uh, hi, what's your name? Tell me who you are and what you're doing. My trainers go up to them saying, so Stephen tells me this and this and this is going on and this is what we're working on. So how, what's going on? How are you? How, what's the progress? And it's not taking people back. It's taking people forward. And it's taking people of where we're taking them. And that's one of the most powerful things that we do. And then my trainers document what they've done with them. Not a lot, just a few little things. So that whenever I see them again, they're documenting the things that need help. The things that I need to work on in the room with manual therapy. Because every time they rotate to the right, they dip like this or whatever. And so... That's one of the greatest things that we've created. And you know how we created this system? As we listen to our clients. Because our clients would get pissed off that the, the trainer would come in. They'd just seen me for three or four or five visits and the trainer didn't know anything about them. So as soon as I heard two or three complaints about that, we created a system in our staff meeting that took about two or three weeks to, to, to come to life. But that system is now something that we do all the time. And that's a way that we retain clients. Because they're like, oh, man, these people actually give a shit. They actually care. They actually taking the time to know about little Johnny's football game. So just something to chew on. So what did Tim say? Chokes me up a little bit. You're empowering the client, the staff, and yourselves by being so client-centered. Man, it's all about the client. And I didn't really understand that the way I understand it now. 
before I always am, I always was this way with clients where they walked in the door. I was like, Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. That was one of my, my early mentor PTs. He was so good at just like loving everyone that walked in the door. And even if he didn't help them, people told their friends about him because of the environment he created. Um, and so I've always been able to kind of create that, but it was always like, just them walking in the door saying, Hey, their name. Now we do it in so many different levels, so many different ways. Um, something that I, I read about recently or saw on a podcast recently, and I haven't done this yet, but I think it's brilliant. He said, instead of emailing and calling people, take a one minute video where you're saying, Hey, Tim, I've been thinking about this conversation we've been having, or I haven't seen you in a few weeks. Have you met those goals of blah, 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 blah. And instead of like sending them an email, you send that to them through Facebook Messenger because it's someone you know through Facebook. Because I got a lot of clients that they we start interacting on Facebook before they become clients. And I was like, wow, that's brilliant because you're making them a one-minute message. It can take you five minutes to create five different videos, and then you send that to five people who all of a sudden think that you're, they're, they're the only person in your mind that day. So again, there's just so many ways to, to keep that person special. And if you can do that, it, it really creates something very, very powerful and very, very positive. So um, what else? you got anything else, Cheryl? Is it time to wrap it up? That's it. Cheryl was like, let's wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that's it. That's our interview. Cheryl and I, a uh, little bit of, uh, insight. Um, I, I want to say one thing that I haven't got a chance to say. Um, this goes into like, I just, I think it's kind of a funny story and I'll be quick. I, I'll, sh- I'll do the abridged version of it. Um, but a lot of people ask me, how did you become a gyrotonic trainer? Because I'm a freaking 200, 50 pounds, six foot three dude. So it's not your typical, like, I'm not your typical gyro dude. So people ask me that all the time. So I want to tell that story because I think it kind of relates. Um, whenever Cheryl wanted to start hiring some gyro trainers in Austin, there were none. So she brought in the trainer that worked with her, Kelly Fine, in Sonoma. So, uh, Kelly was working at that studio. And Kelly was like, well, I really need six people to make it worth my while to travel and blah, blah, blah. And we're like, okay, cool. And we had six people and someone backed out and all of a sudden we had five. And I'm like, hmm. And I needed six. Cheryl's like, I need six. And I'm like, oh shit, that sucks. And all of a sudden I'm like, I guess I could do it. And she goes, you're doing it. You're doing it. And I'm like, (laughs) I don't really want to do it. But it was one of those things that I did it because I knew it was going to allow her to get a, a staff member or two that we needed desperately. Now, Dudley, stop that. Hey, and then what ended up happening is after I did the training, I just really thought I was going to do a little bit of it and not even maybe possibly finish. But I ended up finishing it, and I ended up really enjoying it along the way. And then I worked with Donna Place and did some training with her, and then I worked with Uve right when I got certified, and I started learning uh, Uve and Paul and started learning the therapeutic side of it. And then I was like, I'm all in. I'm all on board. So I just want to tell that story because a lot of people, like they know how she got into it from that moment in Sonoma, but they're like, you know, yeah, it's around. I'm around it every day, and and I see it every day, and and I kind of got her into Pilates, but she got me, and and I shouldn't. I got her into the Pilates training, not the doing it, but she totally got me into gyrotonic, um, and now I love it, and I see how it's so functional and usable with all of my PT clients, and I still teach Pilates to clients, but I teach gyro to to, to all of them, um, and so I'm able to expose people who would never ever ever search for gyrotonic 
I get to expose them to that system. And that's something that I love. And I don't even use the phrases, the names. I don't tell people anything of what we're doing. I'm just getting them better. So that's it for today, guys. Thanks for coming on, Tim. Good to see you. Sean, thanks for dropping in. Alexis, I, I know some of y'all are in and out. But if you've been on, thanks. Leave some comments. Even if you watch the replay, uh, we'd love to answer some more questions. Um, I'm really enjoying getting a little more yeah. uh, engagement from the group. Yeah, sorry, we got some bees getting us. Uh, <laughs> and I, my dog's digging a hole over there. He's never dug a hole in our, you know, we've had him for two years, never dug, dug a hole. So he's got a hole about this deep. So yeah. awesome, Dudley. So <laughs> that's it, guys. Uh, thanks for coming. Thanks for watching. Thanks for being a part of this group. Uh, I love this community. I, I hope we, we can help uh, people grow their business. Um, it's really been uh, an awesome experience for us. Uh, and now we've been in business so long that it's, it's really, it's, it's fun now. Whereas before it wasn't always fun. So that's it. Peace. Have a great day. Adios. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you did, could you do us a favor and leave some love and write us a review? My name is Stephen Dunn. I help physical therapists incorporate Pilates into their physical therapy practice. If you would like more information on how you can incorporate Pilates into your physical therapy practice, then like my Facebook page, Pilates for PTs.